I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. I'm Scott Sweeney, here with Ryan Ankner, and let me introduce you to friend of the show, king of the turkey heads, Harvard graduate, Michael Montero, also known as Monty. How are you, Monty? Wow. I am, to be honest, I'm extremely starstruck. I mean, to be here in the (laughs) chill zone itself, um, it's an honor. That's all I can say. I know. It's great to have you. We've had you on the phone before. This is the first chill zone proper guest spot. It's big. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're doing it right. We all have N95 masks on. and Of course. And we're bathed in uh, stuff that kills germs. But, you know, we're doing it. Yeah, we're back. Yeah. The way I see it is if you are not flattening the curve and a part of the solution against the Delta variant at all times, if that's not like your every waking moment, then you're a part of the problem. Yes. Amen. I've actually gotten vac- vaccinated four times. Wow. that's I've gotten all the vaccines. And Even been- AstraZeneca. I traveled to Europe to get the AstraZeneca. Despite the rumors that it's ineffective, yeah. I got it anyway. You've been taking horse dewormer all week. I have. And, and DMT yeah. and all you sorts of You hopped on that stuff. train. I threw the kitchen sink at it, as a friend of the show, Joe Rogan, would say. There it is. But yeah, we missed a week, which was unfortunate and very (sighs) rare because of... Do you want to tell the fans about what happened down here in the zone? We might as well, but I have a funnier way of doing it. Hit me. Um, I'm just going to play a quick drop. Fellow turkey heads, this is friend of the show, S. Patty P. And as you may or may not know... This last week, we suffered a great and tragic loss. (laughs) This episode of Enough the Podcast is dedicated to the memory of the Chill Zone's rug. Jesus Christ. I'm fucking welling up over here. (laughs) Well done. Good production there. Um, Basically, as that was Turkey Head Sean, Mm. what happened, the people who (laughs) the previous owners of this home finished this basement that we know as the chill zone they put in a berber wall-to-wall carpet that i never really liked i'm finished very much a white people carpet and Mm. then the other day we had biblical rain as a result of hurricane ida and there was another hurricane the week prior so the fault line i guess is what it's called with the water no you're, looking, looking you're the smart guy. I don't know. Yeah, I int- introduced you as a Harvard graduate. We need that knowledge. Yeah, Harvard maybe. guy over here doesn't know what a fault line is. <laughs> I have been, I've just been completely thrown off. I didn't have my Enough the Podcast last week. It's, it's been literal years before Love that. Between, that has happened. We've it's, missed once. I, th- yeah. I thought it through. When your brother Scott got married, we missed that week and that's it. Mm. That's the only time we've missed. Since we we started the podcast right after, I guess my brother was already... I don't know. Whatever. This is episode 135. The flood, my basement flooded, long and short. Water got everywhere. Only carpet was destroyed, thank God. But it was a huge pain in the butt. 
uh, sump pump failure, whatever, water got everywhere, getting a new sump pump put in. We're going to hope that insurance can actually cover things. Mm. That being said, RIP to the carpet. We have. Um, I'm actually going to have a basketball parquet floor put in here. Ooh. That way we can have like sneaker screeching sound effects throughout every episode. <laughs> Hell yeah. And instead of carpeting, I'm actually going to just lay uh, different – like clumps of my body hair all over the floor okay that for sounds warmth good. Hmm. yeah perhaps knit them together sounds like a really good solution mm-hmm. instead of just getting a new carpet i like it i'm a very i'm very much as we mentioned not only am i flattening the curve i'm also very prone or pro stability and sustainability mm. and i think by using my own pubic hair to keep the floors warm and absorb some of the sound forgive <laughs> me if the show is echoey tonight i don't have enough pubic hair to dampen the sound yet the fans understand they get it I grow about two pounds a week, so okay. within a month we'll be at up to speed. <laughs> but the key is that we will rebuild. We yes. will. We will. I have, but I have two weeks of news. I'm sure oh, yeah. you have two weeks of news, so we're gonna have to edit ourselves, I guess, a little bit. I know. I just wanted to mention up top: the day of release is 9/11. This is our 9/11 spectacular. Yeah, one might say. Yeah, this is. You're hearing this on September 11th. And we are recording it on September 11th Eve, yes. which is a holiday in this house. Yeah. We actually have stockings yes. upstairs. Yeah. Loaded with uh, <laughs> the Nicolas Cage vehicle, World Trade Center. And that Whoopi Goldberg, Charlie Sheen movie just called 9-11. And that people, no one's seen. And little like plastic bags with a zip tie of people's bones discovered at Ground Zero. Yeah. yeah. When you get to the bottom of the stocking, things get a little dark. Mm-hmm. It's true. W- when do we do the dramatic reenactment of how <laughs> things would have gone had Mark Wahlberg been on the floor? There would be a lot you. of blood in that cockpit. I mean, that's why you're here. That's why you came down to visit us. So yeah. you could finally get this on wax. How you doing? Hey. Get some Wahlbergers in your tummy. Here I and am. And let's do this. But yeah, that uh, there's that going on. Do we have some birthdays slash death days we want to talk about? I have several. Let's get into it. I hate it. Let's get into it. I hate how my happy birthday is out of order here. Okay. Um, I'll do the birthdays first. Friend of the show, Adam Sandler is 55. Jack Black is 52. Wow. Zendaya is 25. Hi. She's actually on set for Malcolm and Marie too, as we speak. Marie, why are we doing this? Why did we do the first one? That's pretty good. Uh, Beyonce is 40. She's a little-known independent musician you may have heard of. She, I thought she was older than that. Only 40? 40. Wow. She's had quite a career. Yeah. Very prestigious. Yeah. Uh, Raquel Welch is 81. We both know she's no Raquel Welch. Werner Herzog is 79, um-er. Well, you see, I keep aging like other mortals. Idris Elba is 49. Then I have a couple of sad little deaths. I mean, one in particular. One. Nice roster of birthdays. That's Happy some good birthday birthdays. to all those. Folks. Who are your deaths? Who are your guys? I mean, we lost Michael K. Williams, veteran character actor, most famous for probably his performance on The Wire. And this is or, a, like a muggy, off-brand Wire theme. He was also on Boardwalk Empire as Chalky White. I refer to him more as um, a star of Body Brokers than yes. anything else. Yeah. I know him as the guy who was like the seventh lead in Ghost Rider 2. Oh, that, wow. That's where he really That astronomical me. bomb. I had literally never heard his name once in my life until two days he's, ago. He's the guy. He's very memorable. He has a big scar on his face. So he's kind of, he stands out a bit. And I thought he was a good actor. 
He was only 55, which is quite young. That's too young. Yes. I believe it was a drug overdose. Oh, was it? I think so. They said there was paraphernalia or something. And then uh, today's show, weatherman Willard Scott is dead. I think he was like 79, though. Wow. Pour out a jar of Smucker's Jam for uh, good old Willard. But yeah, we famously aren't huge fans of The Wire here at the program. No. But I will say Michael K. Williams was probably the least boring part of The Wire for Mm. me. I thought his character was good in the episodes I've seen, but the show just never really grabbed me. I wanted to be a Wire guy so badly. Mm. I've tried on four separate occasions. Lucy and I made it through like seven episodes. We spent like an entire weekend just digging in. And I got through about seven episodes. And I said to Lucy, I was just, I can't do this. I don't like this show. (laughs) I don't care how well received it is and that it's so like acclaimed. I, I hate this. It's, it's a bad show. It's funny when like watching a show can be become such a chore. You're just like, I hate this. This sucks. <laughs> this should be the best. Well, that's not like how I. That's how people are with Game of Thrones, and I actually pretty much enjoyed that. People mm. would say, "Oh, well, you got to get through the first five or six episodes, and then it starts to." It's like what? Yeah, yeah. That's it's that's a, a day. It's such I, an ask with the wire. I've heard people say you just need to get through the first two seasons. Yeah. I'm like. That's that's a literal twenty four hours yeah. of programming. No, I'm not even doing more. that. People are like season four is the best one. Everything leading up to that <laughs> and after that isn't great, but it's worth it for season four. It's like, huh? Like that? That's a lot. Can you? And for whatever reason, The Wire is on this pedestal with The Sopranos and like other. I can't even. In my opinion, The Sopranos pedestal is just The Sopranos in terms of dramatic shows. What the fuck? Also, they came out with a preview for that new prequel movie. It looks way better than the first one. I'm more excited for it. Alessandro Nivola. Yeah, playing Dickie Moltisanti. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be good. That'll be a featured review, I think, in two weeks, maybe three. We have a solid run of featured reviews. Like, we can go see, um, what is it? Uh, Yeah, The Many Saints of Newark comes out on October 1st. Yeah, and, and on HBO Max. Right, wild. Also, the fucking fourth Matrix movie comes out end of December on HBO Max and in theaters. You guys didn't see the trailer, but... Are you excited about it? It looks incredible. You love The Matrix. It's like the best movie ever made. I can't believe that there's a new one coming out. Um, er, Watching the trailer, I was just like, um... Um, uh, um, er, actually... Like, they're one of the few directors that deserve the, like, from visionary directors, the Wachowskis. Are they they's now? They are. Both of them are they? Yes. Which what is are two they's unusual. together? Does that make a them? They together. Yeah, that does make a them. That sounds like something. Mm. No, but they're, uh, only Lana is doing this new one, but mm. I'm very excited for it. When Vin Diesel said the movies, he was the talking movies. about stuff like The Matrix. Is Keanu in it? Oh, yeah. Ooh. He's in it. The yeah. woman who played Trinity's in it. Lawrence Fishburne isn't in it. Fresh which is, brood. There's a big like thing going on because he doesn't know why he's not in it. And they just recast a younger guy as some sort of new Morpheus. <laughs> and for people familiar with the franchise, he's the only character who su- survived the first three movies. So it's kind of weird that like everyone else is back and he's not. It's very strange. Hmm. I'm curious... Yeah, because he was in an interview and he said, you got to ask Lana Wachowski. Like, he wouldn't even comment. Yeah, he was like bummed. He was like, yeah. oh, I, you, you got me. Lawrence Fishburne has had, The Matrix was kind of like his get. 
in terms of like he got he went up for the role of Jules Winfield in Pulp Fiction and he didn't get it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's and fun. he or he was gonna get it, and then like Samuel L. came and they just kind of. And he passed on some other really big role. Like it was like something like Die Hard or like something huge. And he he fucked up. Like he and his agent fucked up. I forget what the story is. But basically, The Matrix was kind of like his make good in terms of like his career. Like he's obviously, in my opinion, he would have been better than Samuel L. in Pulp Fiction. And that's my favorite movie. And I want to I want to recast it. It's fun to imagine him in that. He's awesome. I'm a fan. He's good. Like King of New York, he's really good. Ooh. Boys in the Hood, he's really good. His like... Different monologues in Boys in the Hood are compelling and just extremely well delivered. He's one of the best, I don't want to say one of the best black actors. That sucks to say, but like, (laughs) it's sort of what I'm trying to say. Because he's like, when you think of like esteemed, talented black actors, in my opinion, I don't put Morgan Freeman and Samuel L. in that category. I just don't. They have good filmographies, but they've both Hmm. done, and not that Lawrence Fisherman is turkey free, but in my (laughs) opinion, the top three. It's hard to do top three. Sidney Poitier, Denzel Washington, Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Maybe do this in the Hank voice. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're good. Hank doesn't. <laughs> Hank doesn't know any black people's names. I think that's his problem. Okay, better, better. But I, I don't know. But in my opinion, is that Lawrence Fishburne is definitely in the same category as Denzel and does not, for whatever reason, doesn't quite get as much love. Monty's actually looking now and noticing that I do not have enough minorities on the wall of kings. I, I am. It's the the. I mean, Wait, folks. No. Uh, Jamie Foxx, uh, Michael, Michael B. B. Jordan, Vin Diesel. How you yep. doing, Vin bud? Vin Diesel is not white. And then I got Eddie yeah. Murphy over here, Dave Chappelle, Denzel. Yeah, that's you got a one, great two, amount. Three. It's like seven out of fifty. Huh? It's maybe take a couple down. <laughs> I, tr- I tried. I tried. I could get Martin Short up there. Martin uh, Lawrence up there. Martin Short. <laughs> Martin I don't Short. Like. Get both. He's of the them. whitest. Just Clifford. In Martin Short. Of the world. No, but speaking of Vin Diesel, I don't know if you guys saw this. The movies. This is my top story of the week. Vin Diesel spotted shirtless on a yacht in Italy, and he has a big, dope gut. Take a look at that, Mont. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. And they fat shamed him. He's back. For that? That's a big gut. I've been drinking a lot of Corona. <laughs> I gotta switch to Corona Light, I guess. Uh... <laughs> I bet you they hide that in the new Fast and the Furious. I don't see him losing that gut. They yeah, just CGI what is he, 50 now? Gut. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> That gut, when you get a gut like that in your 50s, like you, that gut's the here to stay. Give me a CGI six-pack in FX. Just 300 me a gut. <laughs> gut removal. But I think he's just enjoying his downtime. And he'll get back at it. But these are great pictures. I saw these. He looks like pregnant. He, he's probably like doing like the pushing it out. Do you think, think he's he ever that? had his shit pushed in? <laughs> Yeah, that's the same. I was, that's what I was going to ask. Hoops thoughts. I'm actually pregnant with a new member of the familia. That's why I got this gut, and everyone's being really rude, saying I, I gained weight. I think he does like just between every role, like he just kind of like takes a breather and then yeah, goes nuts getting back into shape. Yeah, I mean, why not? Downtime, baby. And that sounds terrible though. That like back and forth. I don't know. Yeah, that does sound difficult and fucked up. He probably is like a chef who makes some. That's true. Family-sized meals. Me. (laughs) In. Side stuff. Um, A Dennis Rodman film covering his infamous Vegas trip during the 1998 NBA Finals is in development. We're sports guys, and we're in the sports corner. Are we in it? We're in it. Please do the voice. (laughs) All right. Yes. My my dick has been out this whole time. (laughs) 
Monty's a fan. He knows what to do when we enter the corner. I'm thrown off. I can't find the music. No, you're good. Should, but, I, should I put it away then? Yeah. No, no, no. no, no, no. Keep, okay. it okay. Keep it out. Keep it out. We got it. But, uh... All right, man. That's <laughs> so loud. <laughs> okay, that's too much. <laughs> no, but did you guys watch The Last Dance that uh, Michael Jordan I didn't. No. Well, I guess someone wrote this movie just on spec after watching The Last Dance. I guess a lot of it focuses on Dennis Rodman's antics during that period. And the guy sold the script for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's uh, a real success story. And I guess I'd watch a movie about Dennis Rodman being wacky. Who do we like in this role? I'm going to say Michael B. Jordan, since we already mentioned him. Oh, one of the seven slashes. He's got his dick out. Stay tuned for more sports, more action, all here at Enough the Podcast. Ryan Sports Corner. There it is. Saved it. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean... Did you guys watch The Last Dance? I did Did not. No. I like that Isaiah Thomas clip of him saying, like, I met the criteria to be selected, but I wasn't. And how it turned into, like, the biggest meme of the year for, like, it was mostly for, like, sneaker pages and stuff, because people try to get sneakers all the time and can't. Is it in you? Very funny stuff. I thought I was the only person who didn't watch it. Everyone on Earth has been trying to get me to watch that doc for, like, a year. People are real aggressive about that, too, and they find out you haven't seen it. Yeah, they're like... They're like, look, just sit down, watch it. It's only nine hour long episodes. You're going to love it. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I think I yeah. tried. Same. And we're in yeah. the middle of the 9-11 documentary on Netflix. And I feel like that is more uplifting than a documentary about sports. Yeah, there's been so many. They went crazy with 9-11 stuff. Yeah, enough with the 9-11 content. We know. We heard you. There was a Keaton 9-11 <laughs> Netflix original that I watched because I'm a big Keaton fan. But I couldn't even make my way through it. it was I was going to say, like, what did you like about it? <laughs> it was about him like being a lawyer, like investigating Ugh. weird side cases from 9-11. It's like the biggest sob story you could ever fathom. No idea why it exists. Speaking of things that shouldn't exist, Jason Statham, Sylvester Stallone, 50 Cent. <laughs> And Megan Fox to star in a new Expendables movie for Lionsgate. The fourth time is going to be the charm. Mm. For people who don't remember the Expendables trilogy, it's they just throw like Sylvester Stallone, Statham, Arnold, you know, all like mm. the 90s action guys. They get them all for like two scenes. Are we in? I think we're in. I'm, a, I'm an Expendables guy. They're all like the same movie. The first one they was fun. A couple have, fun scenes. I, yeah, I haven't seen the others. I feel like I like one of the sequels. Two or three has like fun action. Hmm. Was Willis but, in one of them? Yeah, he'll pop by to get that two mil. That, no, like, no problem. That that's what's called fake. his quote. <laughs> but they're very average movies. And they like, it's like all movies. They just throw everyone in the world in it. So they're like, is this enough? Like we didn't write anything, but they're all here. And they're all like holding a gun. This is a movie. <laughs> and they're all like butting heads, trying to have like their moment and their one-liner. We're so buried in our phones. We are. It's true. It's true. And also speaking of Statham, uh, he's had a big week of announcements. Uh, he'll star in a new movie called The Beekeeper, <laughs> which is a quote... <laughs> A lightning-paced thriller deeply steeped in the mythology of beekeeping. 
oh, mate. It's just a continuation of my girl. Like, what happened if Macaulay didn't die? Yeah, And pl- he grows up and now he's like anti-bees. I'm playing the Macaulay role. Oh, wait, he's downish. I fucked it up. Now he lived. And then he's now he's out to kill bees. That's okay. the movie. Boom. Done. We're back. That's the treatment. But yeah, I mean, both That's what's called my quote. Sound like new classics. Fucking bee Speaking of new bees. classics, this is old news, but I still got to bring it up. Remember everybody a couple weeks ago got infatuated with that crate challenge? Oh, yeah. Oh. And they were walking up the... And they were falling down and hurting themselves. Yeah. And that was the best part. Mm-hmm. TikTok banned it. Like, you can't watch the videos anymore. There's what? just... If you do a crate challenge, your video gets removed. I think too many people got injured. I don't even know. I think it's people in like a lab somewhere just watching all the TikToks. Like, nope, yeah. this is a crate video. I, I would imagine there's some form of an algorithm. Like, what if you were posting if you owned a like a box company and you were trying to make? Yeah, or if I'm, you're like a milkman and it's like you're trying. Uh, to... These are my milk crates. This is my work. Yeah. I just think that, well, then like they did the whole, in terms of them policing our content, there was the talk of Apple going into our phones to look for child pornography. Mm. And it's like, as much as I would like to keep my child pornography a secret and was against it, I understand why they were going to do it. Yes. But now they're pulling back and delaying that because so many people complained in terms of not like, oh no, I don't want them to see my child porn, but like, think about what else they're going to see and think about what, imagine if you, yeah, but imagine if the, the software made a mistake. And like you had a, some sort of a weird photo and they thought it was a child and you just got fucking destroyed and your life was ruined. Like, is it like a minority report thing where they bash through the walls and arrest you? Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> the precogs. I'm just, I'm wondering like how many like child predator people just have all of their child porn just sitting on their phone. Mm. Like that's where they keep it all. It yeah. seems like it would be on some sort of like dirty external hard drive in their basement or something. Yeah, that seems like the move. Right. Yeah, you can't just be like, Floating around town with that on your cloud. Or like on hard copied, printed out photos that they've taken themselves or something really creepy. Yeah. Mm. Like if, <laughs> hypothetically, like if someone was going to do that, you know? You want to be like scrolling through your album on your phone and be like, oh, let me just, oh, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> not that one. Let's scroll right, not left. Rips. I think people make too big of a deal about child pornography and like <laughs> sex trafficking. I think like. <laughs> Let them be. Like that's a whole industry. Like let them wow. let that breathe a little bit. It's none of our business. Hey, thanks for having Hyping. me, guys. I think I'm gonna bow out right here. <laughs> you sure you don't want me to tag you by your name on this on social media? I, I am good, thank you. Have a goo. Oh my goodness. Who is the strapping man? Well <laughs> actually I'm here to talk about a couple of stories. I heard you boys talking about child porn. Wow. And I, I find that despicable. Right. As a Trump supporter, I am very much of the school of thought that anyone who is a liberal or a Democrat is a child molester and has participated in sex trafficking. Okay. That being said, this is why I will be voting for Donald Trump in 2024. Wow. And that a lot of things need to happen in this country. My, my entire farm caught on fire last week because of Joe Biden. Is that right? I will be re-enlisting and flying to Afghanistan to clean up his mess. What do you think about the fact that uh, Trump is supposed to commentate the Evander Holyfield comeback at uh, some big boxing match coming up soon, Hank? I think that is a great idea. Anywhere that we can have the only real president this country has seen since George Bush W. (laughs) I think that that would be great. And he deserves every platform that he can get. Unless he's talking about that vaccine. I don't want to hear any more of that. I love you, Donald, but don't talk about that fucking microchip in my presence. 
Are you in the horse dewormer? I, I'm not taking anything. I have natural immunity from being in my fields and my truck, <laughs> and I don't need it. Your truck is just like a quarantine safe mm-hmm. zone. One more thing I wanted to mention is that my a friend of mine, Dog the Bounty Hunter, has been in trouble recently for using the N-word in the past. He hmm. was in... Nah, I won't give it... Nah, let me... Hear me out. Okay. 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 Yep, he was in prison with a lot of colored boys. And they gave him the right to use that word. No. They gave him the pass. The brothers, as he said, gave him the pass, and that makes it okay. Does he have a physical pass that he can present? Because that could change the whole game. I myself have not spent time in prison, so I do not know how that works. But I would imagine there is some sort of documentation. Yeah. This could be like a National Treasure type sequel, like trying to find the pass. <laughs> this needs a green light. <laughs> like it's Nicolas Cage looking for it. Dog uh-huh. the Bounty Hunter's N-word pass. I think they might be a fun duo. Oh, Hank is such an idiot. Wow, there Hank goes... Whew, I hadn't seen him in a while. He's a dope. I mean, I, I had him locked out for a while. Like I would just like close the front door, but like I, I think Lucy must have let him in or something because the door is locked. <laughs> Hank out in the driveway like this with uh, his friend Scooter, who will one day be revealed. He'll I've been waiting to life. meet him. I hear a lot of good things. Yeah, one I of hear those he's days. even more racist than Hank. Now that Hank's gone, we can talk about this. Uh, the Fresh Prince drama reboot has found its lead. Someone named Jabari Banks, who's from the Flash TV show, is taking on the role made famous by Will Smith, of course. I don't even know who that is. What's he in? I don't know. He's that guy. I've never even seen him before. Yeah. No. You're telling me they couldn't get Will Smith for this fucking shitty idea? <laughs> Haha. Will Smith is like a billionaire. He's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm okay. I appreciate you guys doing it, but I don't even want to be on a producer credit. No thanks. I think he is mildly involved producer-wise, but who wants like a drama version of Fresh Prince? I I, I have a reveal. I'm, you do? I'm very excited for this. Wow. Very? Very. Wow. I think it's going to be really interesting. Okay. All right. I, I love well, the original series. Wait, is it a series or a movie or a miniseries? Series. So it'll be potentially lots of seasons yes. if it does well. Mm. You're all in. I'm all in. Wow. Interesting. I mean, I mean, I'll watch it. If they like sneak in a Will Smith and or Carlton Popeye, I don't know if they're going to be doing that. I think they but, can't because it's like it's like a totally different universe, you know? Ooh, like I mean, they what, could work them in as a different character. Right. But yeah, if they're, they're trying like a new thing, like a dramatic reboot. Yeah. If they sneak them in, it would probably mess with it and be super cheesy. They should work Cosby in. <laughs> Not in the mood to do with the voice, but they, they should definitely bring Cosby in. I feel like it would yeah. be very timely. Do a serious reboot of the Cosby show? A deathly serious <laughs> reboot? <laughs> I could, they tackle important issues like yeah. raping women. <laughs> yeah. Tackling like the real allegedly gritty stuff. Well, actually, no, now it didn't. Now we know it didn't happen. He's innocent. He got out. That's I'm pretty sure that's not at all. No, no, no. He got away. out. He's because he's innocent, not because the uh, our judicial judicial system is fucked. <laughs> I keep forgetting he's out. Yeah, he's that's not wild. in jail. <laughs> yep. What has Howard's, he been up to? He Howard? might come by later. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. a legitimate possibility. He did pop by when he first got out, but we haven't seen him since. He's been laying low. Howard made a great bit about how, like, before when he was on trial and about to go to jail, he was this decrepit old blind man with a cane and he had all these health problems and COVID. And now that he's out, he's like booking, doing a book and a tour and a book signing. And he's <laughs> yeah, just like rejuvenated. He's just like, oh yeah, I'm good. Prison was great. <laughs> that second win. There he is. I do not appreciate 
bunch of guys accusing me of, of faking my ailments. Here he is. I was not Maybe feeling well. And now that I'm out and everybody knows that I'm innocent, <laughs> I can go back on tour with Felicia Rashad and enjoy my my elder years. Phil, you sound kind of drunk. Are you? I've had a few cocktails. Oh, no. I don't like to hear that. Bill, I don't want the cocktail you're passing to me in this moment. I, it's murky. I don't know if Monty wants I'll take it. it. I'll but that doesn't mean that it's not good. Here you are. I hear that you're half black, so we are immediately friends. <laughs> nope, I don't. Nope. <clears throat> That's how that works. Nope. And you have to believe everything I say. Nope. Have a sip of this drink, Michael. not accepting the, the beverage It's from cold. Bill. It's delicious. Ooh, All right, there you I'll, go. I'll take, take it, it in your party hand. No. <laughs> oh, I've dropped it. It's smashed. Oh, he dropped the drink. <laughs> and you can see the pills on the ground now. Don't let the cats eat them. Oh, no. <laughs> Their entire undissolved pills just <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they're just, I don't even know what they are anymore. I've, I've gotten lazy in the later years. I just go to the pharmacy and I just say, what will put you to sleep? Yeah, you didn't really do a great job concealing your ruse at all there. The jig's kind of up. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm old. I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Bill. Well, have a goo. We'll see you out there. All right. Is there a woman upstairs who's a little sleepy? I hope not. All We're right. going to need to check the grounds. I'll see you guys later. Oh, okay. Bye, Bill. Billy boy. Wow. That's enough guests. No more visitors. I'm sorry. Bill- I don't know how they're getting in here. He hit the post really well. I'll give him that. He did, <laughs> He's a yeah. very fucked up dude. Well produced, Bill, but that yeah. was gross. Mm. Gotta say. And did you see that Francis Ford Coppola says he's willing to spend $100 million of his own money to get his dream project made, a science fiction epic called Megalopolis. He already has a cast in mind, including Oscar Isaac, Forrest Whitaker, and Kate Blanchett, and Zendaya. Are Oscar Isaac and Kate Blanchett dating? Oh, no, he's dating, um, what's her name from The Hurt Locker? Jessica Chastain? Yes. They're not dating. I think I they're they both were... married, but they have that new HBO show, Scenes from a Marriage, coming and out. And there was that weird video of them on the red carpet. He was kissing her arm. Yeah, and like looking Ooh. at her lovingly. Yeah. It was kind of a weird, spicy right? little moment. Yeah. I was under the impression they were somehow newly dating after seeing that. I think they're just good actors. And they were just. They got us. They're just trying to sell their new show. Um, I famously don't necessarily like do backflips for francis ford coppola movies but i will see that well yeah he hasn't made a really good one in like decades at this point but he did make a little picture called the godfather which haven't heard of it (laughs) i heard i mean i've heard of um is it like goodfellas oh mafia guys yeah cool that's same kind of i love that kind of stuff like scarface but he's you know super rich from his winery amongst other things and well, that's kind of a cool move. Self-financing your own movies. M. Night Shyamalan does that a lot these days. and uh, Out of necessity, because yeah. no producer will touch him. <laughs> Literally. But it pays off. Old made a fortune. and was probably the movie of the decade. You but loved Old. Loved it was it. pretty good. Scott, I literally almost got into an accident when I was listening to the pod and heard you say that as I was driving. It's real. It's very real. Of the decade. <laughs> that's like... There's so many movies that have come out since like <laughs> 2000, what, 11, I and, guess, is the last decade. And none of them are as good as old. Speaking of old uh, and wild, important things, did you hear that rapper Trick Daddy likes to get his ass eaten? Oh, my goodness. I can't believe. I'm talking about Trick Daddy in, I mean, what, like a decade? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was on like The Breakfast Club or one of those <laughs> hip-hop morning shows. 
and he's talking about getting his booty ate. I love the idea of him like laying low in the cut for like 15 years and rolling back. <laughs> I eat ass. No, no, no. I'm back. Having his ass eaten. Oh. Even better. Mm-hmm. And he's Very like kind of doesn't look great. He looks like kind of old. He's put on a little bit of weight. Like, But he probably has a good amount of dough from like his, his music, I guess. And so <laughs> just keep him getting like people to like spread those cheeks. Ah. <laughs> I'd like to imagine it was like. There's no context to it. He, they were just talking about something else. He's like, you know what? I like getting my ass eat. <laughs> what of it? Like the eat booty gang or something was what he was calling it. And they're like, uh, okay, trick. And then everyone, <laughs> and then they all lost it and thought it was very funny, as did I. Hmm. Well, good for trick. Mm. A lot right. of interesting hip hop news. The murder car, where the, the car that Tupac was shot in, is it for sale at auction for around $2 million. Wow. Ooh. Um, this is, I was going to say, this is me, it's a BMW 7 Series, and it's still in good condition aside the bullet holes, which you got to keep. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd get it fixed immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Just take the door. Replace that door. Yeah. <laughs> I want all traces of this gone. I just like this car. Imagine being rich enough to be able to just buy that and put it in your garage. And like when people come by, you can go, this is the car that Tupac got killed in. That'd be super That's cool. That's unreal. Like so cool. Yeah. I also saw they're selling uh, a bunch of the cars from Mad Max Fury Road, including like the car that has like the speakers for like the crazy guitar guy. You know, oh, all, wow. the, all the war rigs in that sure, movie. Sure. Oh, wow. Imagine owning one of those. Having like a 10-car garage with all those in it. Yes. And then Rolling you could down have a, Pearl Actually, Street then you could have a, water town. a display Roaring. case with Michael Jordan's used underwear in it, which is also uh, up for auction. Oh, Not shit. a joke. Wow. And the description says that they show noticeable use. Ugh. So like is that a, a good true thing? collector. That's got to mean streaks, doesn't it? Like a like a shitty ass or I don't know, like a noticeable. big yellowing around the crotchal <laughs> region. Ugh. Like a, like maybe there's a hole in them. These are filled with Gatorade. <laughs> is it in you? Is it in your underwear that I'm selling for some reason? That's gross. Very. I mean, is he sanctioning this? Like is he doing this or is it somebody that somehow got it? Very good question. Who dug those up out of like the bin, like the laundry <laughs> bin? If you did laundry for the NBA and there was like Michael Jordan tossing his underwear in, yeah. like, do you grab them and it's, it's keep them in that. a bag? Because like on what planet is Michael Jordan like, you know what? Mm. Sell my underwear now. It's come to this. Yeah, like commercials are one thing, but that, yeah, that's that's like something you do when you're on Cameo and you don't know what's going on. Think about how bad his underwear would stink after huh. like the, the the flu game where he scored 40 or whatever points a quarter <laughs> just like full like just ass balls taint but like all that sweat and then somebody's <laughs> going to purchase those and bring them into their home and, and put them in, in like a display case and tell stories about it and be like and this this yeah. is the piece de resistance sit down you're gonna love this oh you're gonna love this sir you're gonna love this my God. I found this badass store called Dan Flashes. $150 out the door. Um, a, some parents owe their son $30,000 plus for tossing out his porn collection. I thought that was kind of fun. That. Shit. <laughs> Do you have any idea how much those tapes were worth? They all bounced back. <laughs> they all boomeranged back into my room. All fucking 15,000 of them. It's fun to imagine this court proceedings with right. just like a jury, a judge talking about porn tapes. The judge just <sighs> yeah. through the whole thing. <laughs> this could be a movie. I'd watch this movie. 
like a nice courtroom thriller about something as goofy as this. Mm. It could be fun. But yeah, DVDs are quite expensive. I hope you brought up, like, I bought these, like, at Strawberries back in the day to, like, really get some good dough out one of the, one. my first thoughts because i haven't i'm having shelves put in for my dvds to display them one of my first thoughts when i got down here after the flood was oh no i hope my dvds are not because they're on the ground oh yeah mm. and Did like they? like it would have ruined at least 20 or 30 of them from just the bottom levels mm. and they were fine Oof. i got them all in boxes now they're fine yeah. not a drop for whatever reason I, it's like it's as if the water strategically tried to avoid the stuff that matters the most so we got lucky. That's so good. as long as it doesn't rain between now and Tuesday, I'm good when I get my new sump pump in. Get something, he's pumping. Um, there's a new James McAvoy vehicle coming out next week on Peacock called My Son. It has an interesting little uh, wrinkle. He was given no script for this movie. Instead, he improvises and reacts to the story in real time. Sounds kind of interesting. That's interesting. Hmm. I actually like him. Yeah. I like when they do something experimental like this. Mm. Like, what was he in Split? Yeah, yeah, that's his more recent movie that I've enjoyed. Speaking of say. M Night Self Financing, that was a movie self financed and it paid off big time because it was a big hit. But yeah, they must only do one take of everything when they're doing a movie like this mm. because you know he can he can only react organically once. But yeah, mm. he's good. He finds himself in a lot of turkeys, but I think he's a good actor. Who should be in better stuff. Mm. Speaking of good actors who should be in better stuff, a sequel to The Accountant is happening with Ben Affleck Are you and serious? John Bernthal returning. How? I can't see how they make a sequel out of that. I can't either. And that makes me more excited <laughs> to see what they cobbled together you for it. Yeah, if you haven't seen The Accountant, folks, it's this movie where he plays an accountant, but he's also secretly an assassin who has like a disorder of some sort. He has, it's been a while since I saw it, but Affleck rocks. I liked it. I think yeah. he's like OCD. Yeah, something like he's that. Like in the beginning, he has like one fork in his kitchen and he's rearranging his peas like the aviator. Yeah. Like, okay. It's like, okay. I actually, I think I saw that in the theater with my dad or something. I don't remember. Dad, did we see that in the theater? My boy, my boy is wicked smart. I'm an Affleck guy. You're an Affleck guy. We're this is an Affleck friendly pod, so I'm gonna say we all opening night. That yeah. and like that, I saw like the way back opening night, so this will definitely be seen. Hell yeah, Monty. Do you want to go on the record as a Affleck guy? I do. Okay, thank you. Just need to clear that up. I'm more of a Damon guy. Ooh, interesting. But I am still an Affleck guy. Okay, spice it up. I yeah. like it. And, oh, my God, Patty Jenkins, who directed Barry Wonder Woman Lincoln. and Wonder Woman 1984, had a quote the other day that might sound familiar to people who listen to this show. She said, all of the films that streaming services are putting out, I'm sorry, they look like fake movies to me. I don't hear about them. I don't read about them. It's not working as a model for establishing legendary greatness. And we've said at least that first part verbatim, like countless times. Like we're here reviewing a Netflix original. It's not real. It's a fake movie. It's. I felt could, that way about pretty much everything I've watched since uh, since COVID began. Yeah, literally. And even though she directed Wonder Woman 1984, which is something of a fake movie in its own right, 
she's right on the money with this. Yeah, that's a smart statement. Like, I take back everything I said about Wonder Woman. Yeah, the most of the Netflix originals, they just seem like they go through like this filter, and they're all directed by the same person. Like the South Park uh, Family Guy manatee bit, where it's like, yeah, we'll get this guy, this guy, this plan, this premise, and then we'll have this person write it, and boom, see what happens. Yeah, and it's just then it's just some blah bullshit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And the Undertaker is has, has an excuse me, excuse me. Uh, an interactive horror movie called Escape the Undertaker is coming to Netflix. I don't want to do anything interactive. Uh-huh. There's a thing on the uh, the Learning Channel app, I guess, on Apple TV when you're watching their like Darcy and Stacy or whatever shows are up there. It might be the Lifetime app, one of the two. Mm. And they have interactive ads where you can shorten oh, the yeah. ad break if you click on it. Like yep. if you're actually paying attention and you're not like in the bathroom or something, you can, if you click it and then watch the 30 seconds and then click it again, you get to skip the other ads. Mm. So it's like, what do they, like, does Lifetime sell that ad for a little bit extra? And like, yeah. I, 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 I hate thinking about sitting in on the meeting where some schmuck came up with that idea. Like, this is how we get him to pay attention. Yeah. And it sucks because it works. I've done that before. Yeah. It's like, oh, at least they'll go by quicker. Why wouldn't you? You you get to skip yeah. the other ones. It's like, it's fuck like, you, you like black mirror commercial algorithm. Just nightmare. And yeah. like you're, and then like Lucy and I'll be sitting there and it's like, hit the thing. You got to hit it. And it's like starts playing. Into, and then you, if you don't do it quickly enough, it just plays into the next ad. And it's just like, so you're like, okay, I watched that. I don't even get it now. Yeah. So fucking annoying. Commercials are very stressful. The worst. But yeah, The Undertaker, my buddy Franklin, who runs Night Openings. and uh, What's up, bud? At Bug TV Franklin account. on Twitter. He has this other Twitter account where he just pretends to be The Undertaker, shitting his pants all day. Incredible bit. <laughs> it's been going for months, and it's still very funny to me. Yeah, that is funny. I like that. Give him a follow. And what else do we have? Oh, the Paul Thomas Anderson's new movie that was tentatively titled Soggy Bottom has a new title. Which is Licorice Pizza. Don't like that one either. Yeah. Mm. Very weird, kind of bad title for a movie. <laughs> mm. Especially, this is the guy who did like There Will Be Blood, Phantom Thread, all these classy pictures. I simply don't have time for confrontation. My new movie's called Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza, Sweeney. It's just <laughs> down in my parents' cape house. You get in the car, you go down Route 3 South, oh. get off, go over the bridge, and then there it is. Licorice is the worst. Yeah, nobody likes licorice except psychos. But yeah, this is the movie that stars Bradley Cooper, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, uh, Samuel Cooper or something. Will Philip be making a cameo as well? What's he been up to? I haven't heard from him in a few years. <laughs> wow. No? Do you want to tell him? <laughs> he passed. Oh, it's very unfortunate. He how was did one he, of the how greats. How did he die? I believe of a heroin overdose. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, it's, cool. It's well, bad. What are you going to do? I mean, he will be missed. But yeah, Licorice Pizza, I think that comes out uh, around December. Hot December. The Matrix, new PTA, some other stuff I'm forgetting. It's going to be big. Mm. And the Halloween Kills, the new sequel to the... Go, Michael, go! Reboot from like two or three years ago at this point. Will release day and date in theaters and on Peacock on October 15th. Another hot review coming up in a couple of weeks, folks. We got to get Fatso down in the chill zone to take that in. This is a call to arms, Sean. You have a full month and five days to plan for this. I'm working. (laughs) I'm working. I already know. I can't possibly have anyone cover my shift. No, no, no. 
But yeah, that'll be big. I'm looking forward to this. It's getting good reviews. I've been listening to Yeah, that'll new... be good. I liked the one from, uh, I guess, two years, three years ago at this point. Yeah. It was good, not great. I got a better feeling about this one for mm. whatever reason, even though that doesn't Agreed. make sense. What else you got for news? And I have some other items, left. but I don't care about them. I don't care. It's not good behavior. Uh, Shang-Chi is unlikely to release in China after an interview resurfaced in which the star said his parents left the quote-unquote third world country because people oh. were quote-unquote starving to death. And I don't know how to respond to that. Hank has left yeah. and I am trying to be a regular person again. I just think it's funny the idea of like this movie not getting released in China because it's probably a big part of the reason why Marvel made it because... Their movies do well in China to begin with. So this one just seems like a home run. Can you imagine and now the board, like the Disney boardroom <laughs> with that actor in it? And them just like, so you said what? Yeah. So like, <laughs> and now we can't release this for one third of the planet's population. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you'll never work again ever under any circumstances. And that's probably about it enough for today. Yeah. I mean, it's just Disney, you know, it's not like yeah, they don't own himself. everything else. Yeah. They'll be fine in Hollywood without you know disney by his side yeah. even like scarlett johansson who's so well established in the industry i'm like i don't know if that's a good idea like going up against disney over black widow i'm like i yeah personally yeah. would just take the fucking hit yep. she's like i'm a millionaire i got a husband that's a millionaire like we got a nice kid on the way like i'm yeah. good she's probably gonna get assassinated like mark ruffalo's brother I they knew D disney took them took him down you heard it here first allegedly actually strike that from the record allegedly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> strike it all but uh, I think that's all I got for news. Why don't we take a little break? Ooh. And um, Michael has to actually switch legs. I do. Yep. And we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Love that. Folks, we're back. We just watched uh, the new movie, the new James Wan vehicle, Malignant. I loved it. Which is now in theaters and on HBO Max. 10 out of 10. I actually did love it. Anks, I think. I kidding. mean, it, it looked cool. <laughs> it looked cool. And, you know, I liked, I don't want to spoil because there are, yeah. it's easy to spoil, but. I just want to throw James <laughs> Wan some credit. He directed this movie. He created the Saw franchise, which is obviously near and dear to our hearts, or at least mine. Yeah, and both of us. Like the Conjuring franchise, he directed Furious 7, best of the series, if you ask me. And Aquaman. I mean, this guy... He did Aquaman, too? Yes. And like very varied projects. And so that's... Crushes okay, this them is all. making sense to me now. Because the yeah. whole, like, you're like... <laughs> Like I'm on his wave. You are a James Wan apologist. Like yeah. the like the Aquaman Aquaman rocks. Yes. I don't get it, but it's, you love that movie, so that makes more. And Saw and Fast Seven. Like this guy, this might be your new favorite director. He's great. Like as far as the modern guys making stuff still coming out right now, I think Safety Brothers. Well, yeah, but like I don't know. I'm just on his wavelength. You're right. I just like what this guy's doing. You're very taken with visual effects yeah which it, i get and camera work 
And he's clearly got a style that crosses like all these different genres. Like yeah. just looking at this one, I could tell immediately, like, oh, it's got that that James Wan stuff. It definitely looked cool, and there was obviously excellent direction. I just I'm a script acting guy. Mm. Storyline script acting, and this had none of those. Mm. To me. I mean I liked everything but those things that are the most important to me. I just so do it's it. hard for me to love to love. I'm gonna throw in a little summary just for the fans. Uh, a woman named Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are, in fact, terrifying realities. And yeah, this movie had a bunch of cool, like, when you transition out of the real world into this wacky dreamscape. Yeah, this is a tough one to talk about without giving away spoilers. I was trying to do it, and I can't. Very twist-heavy. Basically, there's a woman, the movie's called Malignant, and they explain why later on. If you don't want to hear any spoilers, just skip this part because it's hard not to, you know, you can basically read a summary and that's it. But essentially the word, the title matters mm. for whatever, for a main reason. And it's like it dances in and out of the dreamscape, kind of like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, like Freddy mm. Krueger sort of stuff. Which like I like yeah, those bitch. movies, <laughs> bitch. I like those movies, but I don't know. I yeah, the villain in this one had kind of like a saw voice thing going on mm-hmm. that I was really responding to, and yeah, the Freddy Krueger stuff's fair. I don't think we spoiled it yet though. We're, we're no, still dancing yeah. around this. This Trying is good. Not to. But yeah, this was like very fucked up and silly, but in a good way. Like I was just, I was really digging everything about this movie. Yeah, well, from the very beginning, it was like it didn't feel. It almost didn't feel like it, it was a movie. It felt like it was like I don't know, like mocking a yeah. movie. Like, yeah, like at the we were saying, certain times when the score came in, it was almost like playing like a joke because it had like yeah. such like old school silly music. Where I was like, is this supposed to be funny? It's working for me either way. But I just don't get it. Yeah, it was very interesting. Plus the you know the, the score was the, cool. The title sequence thing coming after that first, it, it, I don't know. It mm. felt more like an intro to a video game or like a or a multi or like a I don't know like a, a TV series or something. It didn't feel like the introduction to a yeah. movie, which I thought was kind of cool. I get that, and I agree. But yeah, this is I really dug this. I thought it was better than The Conjuring's, which is like a very popular series that. Uh, our boy James Wan started. I think he directed the first two, but not the recent third one, I do believe. But yeah, this movie, something of a slow burn. The end of it is like true insanity. There's a scene, an action scene at a police station that's like a legit 10 out of 10 Yeah, for me. That was oh, yeah. probably the coolest part of the movie, yeah. I was fucking hooting and hollering watching it. Loved it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it was like a piece of, you know, a cinematic masterpiece or anything, but like yeah. I'm very glad that I spent whatever that was, an hour yeah. and 40 minutes doing that. And it didn't was feel f- too long. Yeah. yeah. It was a fun one to go into blind. I had no idea what to yeah. expect. A lot of twists. Felt weird to be on HBO Max. Mm. Like that felt like an in theaters movie or I don't know. Just didn't feel like yeah. HBO Max's brand. That's and I get I- that it is though, because like Conjuring is. Fast and Furious is is a Warner Brothers property, are they not? No, they're Universal. Paramount. Universal, right? So, mm-hmm. but even still, um, the Conjuring, uh, the third Conjuring released on HBO Max, so I guess it does make sense. Yeah, and HBO Max, 
they're the one streamer that, you know, they're releasing real movies to continue the fake movies, Netflix thing from earlier. Like mm. they have movies that were supposed to, and are in theaters. This is also playing in theaters now. But I mean, if you got HBO Max, it's right there. Yeah, HBO Max is slowly becoming the best streamer, in my opinion. Yeah. Especially given like, well, you can watch The Sopranos on it. Yeah. Like, it's hard to beat that. And real quick, are you guys watching the other two? Speaking of HBO Max? I'm not fully caught up, but yes. I mean, Ken Marino is shining yeah, strong this season. He's keeping me invested big time. Yeah, we've talked about the show before, but they're in the middle of season two right now, and every episode's like a grand slam. Hacks, Hacks kind of snuck its way into being my favorite HBO Max comedy, like yeah. ahead of the other two. This I really is, liked Hacks. This is very similar to Hacks. Similar vein, though. Like, if you like Hacks, you'll like this, the Definitely. other two. And do we want to talk about Vacation Friends? That I loved. I did, too. That was on Hulu? Yes. Hulu original? I know, which you don't hear us saying a lot. A Hulu original, we loved it. I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. This is a... Uh, Quietly you hysterical, know, we'll say. What it seems like it would be from the title, two couples meet on vacation, become quote-unquote vacation friends, and John Cena and the blonde girl from Search Party play the wacky couple. Oh. They were both really good. And then Lil Rel and the woman from Insecure, whose name I don't know, play like the straight couple and then like the wacky couple follows them home and want to continue be friends but it was really good a lot of like silly things happen like dropping wedding rings into the sewer and just like overall like oh we're too drunk we're too high we're this we're that so it was it's hard to describe it in a way that really sells it because it's like you could hear me talk about it and be like that's it but it was just like something likable about Lil Rel I just find him to be just oh yeah he's clever great. like he yeah. he brings a lot of levity to, i actually watched get out yesterday Ooh, he's back and i like had it? i liked it a lot yes on second watch Ooh. and i had a running me hating it was always sort of a troll mm. like i never hated it i just thought it was overrated and i'll still say that i think it's overrated but of all the characters in the movie he's in my opinion the best yeah his like fish out of water and like a crazy situation shtick is like He's he's the best in the game at it, in my opinion. Yeah, he's a good like audience surrogate. He's like as a they new, say he's like a new Steve Martin or something like Ooh. planes, trains, and automobiles wise, like just like thrown out of his game. Yeah, and I thought Cena in this big once, Cena fan once yeah. again Cena stealer. Him hustling those guys playing golf. Yeah, him like on a jet ski smoking out of a bong. Just I wish I could remember. He had some like great lines in this. I liked it just because it was a comedy that had jokes that made me laugh. Like we're always talking, they don't make flat-out comedies anymore. No, they're so not. This was kind of nice. trying that hard to be funny anymore. And I heard some interesting. This is a movie. The script's been around since like 2005, and they were about to make it with a bunch of different people at different points. At one point, it was supposed to be Will Smith and Nicolas Cage as like the mismatched weird duos. I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah, I think. It, could have been strong. They're both too old now. And then Chris Pratt and Anna Faris were going to do it as like the wacky couple. Then it didn't happen. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> what, what happened, happened there? Couple. <laughs> They're not doing okay. What happened? Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think that's maybe why it's good is because it's a script that's been around so long. It actually has jokes in it. So now they've finally made it, and it's like, oh, this is a decent comedy. Yeah, they don't really try to be funny anymore. Well, they try. And I did see that uh, 
even though it's only been out for like a week and a half, it's Hulu's most watched movie ever. And they've Is already really? greenlit a sequel. Which, even though I enjoyed this movie, I don't think it really needs a sequel. I'll watch it. Same. This is so like, like most watched like Hulu original or yeah. just oh, okay yeah, yeah. that's what that I, checks out yeah because <laughs> yeah they haven't had too many hot ones although they did have Palm Springs yeah that was a big movie I like that, Palm was, that just came to mind yeah yeah I'm surprised this got more than that take a stand together but yeah Vacation Friends on Hulu I found it very enjoyable <laughs> you want some yucks you having a laugh <clears throat> I got him gonna take a stand. <laughs> I haven't been playing that very much lately. I need it back. I'm taking a stand. <laughs> Kids taking a stand about it. What else did you watch this week, Ryan? Um, uh, the follow-up, I guess, season six, episode eight of Billions. Oh. Where they re-emerged from the pandemic. Okay. I got to go real quick. No. But, uh, but keep talking. <laughs> I got good news for you. It was yeah. awful. What? Bad episode. Bad episode of Billions. They lost steam. They had a lot of momentum in the previous seasons. COVID hit. They mm. wrote COVID into like two episodes being like, well, what about this COVID thing? Uh, and then, right. And then, certain shows don't need to be COVID shows. Nope. And Billions is one of okay, those. Okay, where's your mask? Yeah. Or something dumb. And then they just sort of like, oh, this COVID thing's really shaking up the markets. And then like just went <sighs> offline for 18 months. And now they're back. They're back. And it was bad. And I'm hoping next week is good. And Paul Giamatti lost a bunch of weight oh, to the point he? where it's distracting. I hate that. Interesting. I hate that. He yeah. looks like he lost 60 pounds. He's a chubby guy. Like, that's that's his thing. He doesn't look good. Yeah, oh. I don't like the He looks like Al Roker. Like, like somebody sickly... sucked the air out oh, of him. Yeah. He looks mm, dead. Fuck. Oh. Like, he's supposed to be, you know, 5'6", 210 pounds. Like, that's his build. Or whatever. 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, he's yeah, not supposed upsetting. to be, like, in shape. And he's not in shape. He just looks like he starved himself. He doesn't look good. He looks old. He hasn't been in something good in several years. What about John opinion. Adams? Yep. I'm standing by that statement. I want to make some enemies for this statement, but that's how I feel about Jonah Hill. Ooh. I think he looks unnatural and gross. <laughs> I, I love his new character. I love Jonah Whatever's Hill. Going on. I love it's everything about wacky. him, but I think that he <clears throat> does not... I think he looks better, but he's not really meant to look like that. Yeah, I guess that's right. He never looked good to begin with. He looks better. Yeah. But he's not... He's still unnatural. Like, he's yeah. on the cover of, like, GQ now, because he's sort of, like, just mm. the most lovable guy on the planet. Yeah. And I'm a humongous fan. I don't want to disparage him in any way, but he's not a sex symbol. And that's okay. Neither am I. Neither is anyone... Really, except for me, down except for right, except for Scott. Thank you. But I, yeah, his new look. I don't know. I don't. I, I love him so much. I can't bash him. I gotta say it. Can't say anything negative about Jonah Hill. It's not even possible for me. I respect that. Yeah, he's. I like that he's doing stuff, keeping things interesting. And he like mid nineties was awesome. He's good in every movie he's ever been in. He's funny. He's interesting. He's doing like clothing collabs now. He's sexy, he's intelligent. You're, you're the North End. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Hello. I'm so in. But in. Paul Giamatti looks like shit. Yeah. Go back to like Why the last you... season of Billions. That, that was it was heating up. Just give up on Billions. Get ready for Succession to come back in a month, which is good Billions. Oh, that's all oh. you need. I'm so excited for Succession. Yeah, I really I'm nervous need... that it's going to be bad. No, it's going to be. It good. can't be. Yeah. That's what I said about billions. 
<laughs> I'm a Billions fan now. He's a fucking Billions head. I'll sneak in uh, a Netflix original called Kate that I watched. Oh. Starring uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, one of our gals. I like her. Why don't you tell me about this? Just came out today. Snuck it in very early this morning. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> Doing the zzz. And Why is my microphone moving? This movie is basically like John Wick meets Crank. She's an assassin with a heart of gold. She gets poisoned and has to like hunt down the people who poisoned her in the 24 hours she has left to live. And yeah, you, you lost know, me. It's got wacky, stylish, John Wicky action. With it's pretty Mary good. Elizabeth Winstead like beating people up? Yeah. All right. It's basically is it like, believable? It's like Atomic Blonde, but with her. It's Atomic Brunette. What do you think of that? <laughs> There's my Letterboxd review. <laughs> Just figured it out. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this. She's good in it. Woody Harrelson pops by. Very stylish. It does have some obits in it. There's a whole storyline with a young kid that she needs to chaperone. Does somebody like, tell her she looks like shit? No, but because it would just be too inaccurate. But that, you know how that's in a bunch yeah. of movies where it's like, you got to chaperone this kid with a heart of gold, even though you're an assassin. Showing him the ropes. And that's another big assassin movies thing where they realize, they figure out like, you know what? I think I'm tired of killing. And it's just, yeah, they've it's done that. In a lot so of tropes things. in movies like that. It's like every movie's trying to be the professional. Yeah. And it's not going to happen. But yeah, some very brutal violence and kills, cool action. I enjoyed it. It's on Netflix. It's called Kate. I got to the window and startled her a little bit when I explained to her who I was and I changed her flat tire for it. Yes. <laughs> and what else did we watch? Can't wait! I mean, you saw Don't Breathe too. Do you want I to did. Tell the fans, what do you thought of that? I thought there were certain scenes that were really cool. I really liked how it looked. The action was great. I believe I gave it a two and a half out of five. Ooh, right down the middle. Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. Wasn't like the first one was so good. First one's like a home run. First one's like a perfect score. And this, I was kind of just like hoping that it would have some of that energy. And they like spin things with the guy from the last one. Yeah, they did the. Can I, like, I spoil? That's just 90 seconds ahead if you don't want to hear the spoiler. This is a in, spoiler. In the first one, you start out thinking that the main character is a good guy, and then you realize that he's a bad guy. Hmm. And in the second one, you start off thinking he's a bad guy, and you realize he's a good guy. It's like a, like a they flip the cards upside yeah. down. They do like the Terminator thing almost, yeah. which is, that's what I like the most about it. The movie's not Agreed. great. It has a couple cool scenes, but I thought it was a very interesting storyline, especially for a horror sequel. And they don't make them good. They make them, like, good-ish. Right. It's, you know, they handle it in an interesting way. He's a blind guy who's, like... <laughs> He's a Navy SEAL. Yeah, he And does. a fighter. And, uh... There's thermite paint in the beams <laughs> of the Twin Towers. <laughs> don't breathe. It's me. I'm blind. <laughs> and I'm the governor of Minnesota. I feel like my Ventura's off. I'm, I'm going to stop. But I, there's a scene where he gouges out a guy's eyes. Our favorite says, thing. There was one of those in... Uh, wasn't as good. Malignant, too. There. It was there. He says, now you see what I see. And like pins the guy up against the wall and just digs his thumbs into his eye sockets and blinds him. Oh. It's dope as hell. Yeah, it's cool. And yeah, they did some cool blind stuff where like he like 
shoves an ornament or something that makes noise down some guy's throat so then he can hear where he is and then he like times throwing a hammer at him when the guy moves i don't know some like cool creative kills i dug it it's actually on itunes now and still in theaters yeah 20 dollar rental but i'm gonna say wait until it's a six dollar rental or whatever it'll be next that's fair i, I vouch for that it's worth paying for but not that much mm. i hate my father i hate my life And we checked out the Netflix original series Clickbait a little bit this week. I kind of loved it. I kind of hated it. <laughs> it's so bad. I wouldn't. I, it's one of those shows where I wouldn't tell anybody that I loved it except everyone who listens to the podcast. <laughs> but like, if someone in person was like, what'd you think of that show Clickbait? I'd go, ah, it was okay. And then change the subject. I think it's literally Clickbait. <laughs> yes. It's the most appropriate... Uh, appropriately titled show I've seen in a while. I needed more Adrian Grenier. Oh, I did. You I'm don't a, hear that I'm a lot. Grenier head. <laughs> I'm actually oh, the president yeah. of his fan club, fan club the uh, Grenier Grenades. Ooh, I, I haven't checked in <laughs> his career since Drive Me Crazy. He's been doing pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, he's just been thriving, yeah. doing even better than Vinny Chase, the character he portrayed for many years. Basically, for those that have not watched this, it's a Netflix original with Vinny Chase from The Sopranos, and mm. he plays this guy who gets i guess you could say kidnapped and then he's like there's video of him online that says like if this video gets five million views we're going to kill him on live tv or whatever and then the video goes viral and his sister and his wife are like trying to get to the bottom of what happened and Mm. it's very very far-fetched and silly and there's a lot of twists and turns and some infidelity and uh you know it's it's kind of like atypical meets saw Meets, oh, uh, another meets on top of those meets <laughs> meets uh devil wears prada oh wow but the, only the bad parts okay it's a fucking dazzling meets sam and, uh, you're on the spectrum yeah. <laughs> that's it clickbait click or die and yeah zoe kazan plays the main girl on the show who i normally like but with the bangs that chick yeah okay She's very she's annoying in this. Yeah. Like, very unlikable. She's normally better and stuff. Yeah, fucking. Fucking. <laughs> she's married to Paul Dano, fun fact. Is she really? Yes. Power couple. They actually wrote that movie that Jake Being Gyllenhaal's... Being Flynn? <laughs> no, the... Uh, what's the one you like? The Girl Next Door? With Gyllenhaal, where he's raising a family with what's-her-face. Wildlife. Yes. They wrote that movie. And I think Dan directed it. Did you ever get around to seeing that? I did. I enjoyed it I was going to say, as I watched it, I was like, Scott's going to love this. And then you didn't see it for like two years. Snuck it in. Thought it was a I'm piece of work. Saw it. Yeah, it was good. It was weird. Icy boring, as we say. Yes. Need more of those. Movies that are boring, but I'm still intrigued. That's like <laughs> such a tightrope to walk. Yeah. I get bored within seconds and then just fully like just dissociate from my brain and it's over. Nine Perfect Strangers is kind of in that spot right now for me. Are you still watching that? I am. I am. And I'm not out yet, but I'm Mm. not in. I don't know what I am with that show. Yeah, like it's kind of poorly written and stupid, but it has such a great cast. I just keep watching it. If they shoehorn in Ben Falcone one more time, (laughs) I am going to splinter my flat screen over my knee. I'm going to tear it off the wall and just kick it across the room. For people who don't know, Melissa McCarthy's real-life husband, who's destroyed her career in every conceivable way, ekes onto this show for reasons unknown. No distress signal, Vincent. 
but that's on Hulu. It's got Nicole Kidman, Michael Shannon, as we said. It's fun. It's got some stuff. Mm. I think that's all I've watched beyond, like, I rewatched Falling Down yesterday in addition to Get Out. Falling Down is such a classic. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, that movie, I haven't seen that in a while, but it's it's a classic. Monty, do you want to tell us about Married at First Sight? Yeah, I was hoping to take about 40 to 45 minutes and really dig in on the yeah. series. Yes. Of course. Oh, no. Here we go. I mean, Ank, you're actually watching it, right? I'm in the... Uh, we're caught up, yeah, in season 13. <laughs> oh, boy. Wait, caught up season 13, meaning you've recently watched 13 seasons? No, we're watching 13 now. We've watched, oh, okay. like, we've kind of... You can bounce around. Okay. Um, but Married at First Sight is an interesting show. In the sense that, just to sum it up, it's like, it's basically they pick a group of people, men and women, probably I think like four four men, four women, and then they all kind of go through an audition process and then they match you with someone who they think is perfect for you based on whatever. Match. And then they, you all go and get tuxes and gowns and everything and then boom, you're married. You go, they literally like, you meet each other on the altar and then you're married and then you just like, let's see what it's like now. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. It's, it's, I probably should have been able to figure out that that's what it was. It's a wild concept. I didn't concept. know that that's what it was. It's a lot of television is the problem. <laughs> like each episode is a full two hours and then each season is like, what, like 14 episodes or something? Well, the thing about yeah, it is if you watch it, we watch it on the Apple TV TL or Lifetime app. Yeah. Or the TLC app, whatever it is. Same. Ooh. So you get some commercials, but not all. Yeah, which is very fr- and you have to keep. Do you have to keep logging into yours? Does it keep logging you out? No, we don't have that problem. Ours repeatedly logs us out, and I don't know if it's because there's three Apple TVs in this house or if because God doesn't exist. But <laughs> I we, can we take a little detour into that? I'd like to. <laughs> yeah, we're here. Let's do a little God talk with Monty. Yes. Do you have the issue with the audio sync? Because for us, like every maybe like half hour or so, the audio gets out of sync with the video in the Lifetime app. We have to like restart the whole Apple TV. It's it's a nightmare. Yeah, when an app does stuff like that and like makes you sign in more than once Ugh. ever, it's just like, I'll just never use this app ever again. <laughs> like, what are you doing having like a shitty app? That stuff drives me insane. Unforgivable. Completely out on it. And there's also that... I don't watch a lot of reality TV, but there's that new like naked and afraid dating show that seemed kind of funny. Oh, they so, have a new one. Yeah, like Naked oh. and Afraid's a whole franchise. I don't really watch those, but now they're like doing a dating one. I saw a commercial, it's kind of funny. Are we in on that? I might give it a go for bit's sake. I feel like I tried the original and was out. Yeah, I think I did too. I don't love a lot. That's all genre people love, like the people in the woods surviving shows. I don't Surviv- love them, it's but, all like yeah. just survivor spinoffs, basically. Like yeah. Alone and, and yeah, Alone's yeah. a big one. People mm-hmm. like a lot. I Years ago, we had Alone. <laughs> He's back. But yeah, I think that's it. Jason Biggs has a new game show. It's called Cash at Your Door. I watched half of an episode and was very embarrassed for him. (laughs) Really, it's a shame what's become of uh, his career. Eugene Levy has like seven Emmys. It was so funny. During the Jason Biggs game show, they had a commercial that Eugene Levy was in. Like, Like, look how much better I'm doing. Basically, I was just like, And I'm 60. This is like a stark 
realization right here. Is this the second game show that they've thrown him at in the yes, past? Like yes. he did six that. What months? the Pepsi game show? Thank oh. you. Yeah, I think that lasted maybe an episode and a half on Fox. And yeah, now he's going to people's houses and like asking them game show questions and. His agent has got to be a very persuasive person. Yeah, just like, all right, Jason. I know the last one didn't stick, but this what if, one. What if we tried it again on an even less <laughs> acknowledged network? Are you in? Okay, he's in. <clears throat> I was thinking while we're here, maybe Ooh. we watch ninety seconds of Wedding Crashers. Sounds dope. I'm in. Cool. Just ninety seconds. That's, That's it. it. Yeah, kind of a all weird right. amount of time, but oh, sounds cool. <laughs> Oh, that's not you. <laughs> Sorry, you're out. He's um, having a laugh. Christina wants to talk to you. Fun's over. <laughs> <laughs> this is a boring scene. There's nothing better than saying fun's over when, like, when a woman comes onto the scene. Classic. They're all full of shit. They're all full of shit. What? Half of these people are here because of my dad. They're all just, you know. Rachel McAdams, what a peach. She's spellbinding oh, no. in this film. Come on, they're here because they want to believe they're in the presence of true love. That's why people come to weddings, because they want to believe in true love. What's true love? True love is your soul's recognition of its counterpoint in another. Oh, wow. That was poignant of me. Wow. Well, it's a little cheesy, but... I like, I like it. That's all on a bumper sticker. <laughs> so you're gonna give a toast? Yes. Nervous. Mm, Such a boring bit. scene. Um, I hate when say. one of these happens. Mm. There's a d- decent amount of filler scenes for this movie that have no yeah, laughs. Yeah. We're just gonna <laughs> have to no, suffer through them. I mean, it's our own fault we picked it out, Vince Vaughn. I, I, I think this one's pretty. No, hard. Vince Vaughn is pretty I much yeah, my problem. I never thought my sister would find someone who cared about what other people thought as much as she did. Until this is I'm a long Craig. movie, especially for a comedy. <laughs> this is like funny. over two, I That's think. Funny it's, it's like two and a half. Yeah, I think it's two hours and 30 minutes, right? Mm. Well, we're an hour and 30 minutes in. Hour and there's 30. So yeah, it's two hours and seven minutes. And then we're, isn't... We're 36 minutes in. We got an hour and a half left. So yeah, it's two hours, six minutes. Felt like it was even longer than that. Yeah. I think there's an... Un, this might... We don't, might not be watching the unreleased or whatever. Unrated. Unrated cut. The uncorked edition. Ha! Huh. <laughs> Bro. We got to get our mitts on. Uncorked. <laughs> like unrated. at a bar. <laughs> That you never leave. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, Monty, what are your plugs? Ooh. Um, you know what I would like to plug is the Instagram account that you turned me on to recently, which is that mashup yes. of I Think You Should Leave and The Sopranos. I think it's at I Think You Should Sopranos. Yes. Every that's single right. meme that's been out has been fired, so I'm going to plug that account. Yeah, that place is Bit City. Or that account. Place. What am I saying? Yeah, mashups are hot. We were talking about it on the break. Just like combining two different shows and like basically just putting the dialogue from one show underneath the other show. That's like all it takes. That's, that's good stuff. <laughs> that's all I need, yeah. Yeah. But why don't you go ahead, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Enough Podcast, Podcast Enough. I'm at Skip Seasoned. You can check out the South Shore Boys. There's a new episode coming out tomorrow. Why don't you check out the Weed Game Show on YouTube, Danny Boy's Project. Episode 6 is about to come out, and he says it's the best of the lot. 
It's the Weed Game Show. It's on YouTube. Follow us on everything. Rye, what are you plugging this week? I have two plugs. The first one is Ankfit now has a Google page, and I need you to review me. You guys both did. Thank you. Jeez. I need five stars from you guys. I don't give a shit what you say. You could literally quote enough. Just five stars. That's all that matters. That's all people notice. Yeah. That's one. So Ankfit, A-N-K-F-I-T, on Google reviews. You can find me on your Google apps, whatever, the website. That being said, the second plug that I have is my website, ankfit.com. Cheers. I need you to get in there as well. Check it out. It's newly revamped. And Ooh. now third plug is shaving my armpits. And I, I noticed that. You've been showcasing that a little bit. <laughs> and I want to showcase my armpits and share that with everybody. That not, I'm not saying you need to do it as a man, but I do believe that it is a double standard that women are supposed to be hairless and men are supposed to be these gross pigs. So I'm going to say men wow. shaving their armpits is the theme of the show tonight. Wow. Great plug. Mm-hmm. And also have a good one. Yeah. I'm going to get some armpit hair plugs. What? I'm trying to do a plug bit. Sam, edit that out, folks. <laughs> Have a goo. <laughs> Bye.